Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome. Welcome to the Haunted Estate. Hello and welcome back to the Haunted Estate here with Selena Spoogie Boo. And Adam. And far off in the western corner of the woods we have... Taylor. Woo! <laughs> Taylor's man in the tables. Guys, it's been a hot minute. It's, it's been, been a while. It's not even like a hot minute. It's been like a hot month since we've like really actually sat down, I think. Yeah, because we recorded one of the podcasts a little early because we were so busy Yeah, we did Christmas. like two of them. Yeah. And then we had two reruns. So it's we been like four weeks. Yeah, it's been a while. We were supposed to be back last week, but I'm going to be completely honest. I feel like everybody felt the same this year. Like New Year's hit and it felt like not New Year's. I had never been more tired in my entire life. My <laughs> house was exploded. And I remember Adam, he comes to me and he's like, we got to record a podcast today. And I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah, cool, cool, cool. So <laughs> that I, was your, I, that's always your like, uh, yeah, no thanks answer. Yeah. But you're like, you, you like go with it for a bit. Well, dude, this is when the plan happened because I know Adam has concussion brain and I know he'll forget. And sometimes I use it yeah. to my advantage. So Taylor, <laughs> he reminds me we're, we're painting because honestly, we spent all last week turning the loft, the haunted loft in our house into like this beautiful goth, witchy, dark academia vibe. But we're up there and we're painting these spindles. And the last thing I want to do is break, get ready to go film a podcast. No offense. I just was like, I need to paint these <laughs> spindles that oh, I've been doing for It was definitely a job that needed to get done. It would have been awkward to be like half done that job and kind of get it interrupted. Yeah. So Taylor, he looks at me. He's like, don't you have to record a podcast? And I'm like, mm-hmm. <laughs> he's like, what do you mean? I'm like, I think he's forgotten. And he I won't want to do forget. it at like 11 p.m. So then it's later. It's like 10 o'clock. It's like 9, 10 o'clock. Yeah. We're still painting. And, and Adam Adam goes, hey, what about the podcast? And I'm like, no, blue balls. <laughs> so we have, we have a thing in our relationship called blue balls. And we I don't even know it. if Taylor knows this yet. Do you know about blue balls? No. No, he doesn't know about blue okay. balls. Okay. So we started this pretty early in our relationship. Oh, this was like few years after we were married. 
Is it? Or was it like before no, we got married? Before we got married, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Probably yeah, was. So it was probably like 11 years ago. Yeah, it could be. So we have a thing. We each get like three blue balls a year. It's kind of a bit more. I don't even, we don't really count. It's just like, you just know. You don't use blue balls unless you really need to use blue balls. And like yeah. if you, we wouldn't use it anymore if either of us were using it too much. Yeah, so blue balls is like, that's when you say no. Like if say you're at a party, you want to leave blue balls, like we got to go. But it's bigger than that. We use it for like, don't ask. Like, I don't need to explain myself. Like, blue balls. I don't want to do a podcast This today. is the way this situation has to go. Yeah, and we don't and, like, abuse we're it. we're fair with each other. We wouldn't abuse it for something that's, like, ridiculous or out of the ordinary or, like, relationship, like, shattering. No. Like, it, you got to use common sense when you're using blue balls. Yeah. And, and be respectful of the other person. <laughs> Why'd we choose blue balls? I don't know. We were just crazy like that. We were so young. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, so he just looks at me. I'm like, blue balls. Because there, there was no way. There was no way I was going out in the winter to come to the studio and get changed and do my makeup to record a podcast at like 11 o'clock. Cause we, we've been doing that. We were recording podcasts pretty late. Yeah. Not but today, now luckily, it's but 2 20 PM. Yep. Nice. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad to see a different number on the clock. <laughs> yeah. You've been seeing lots of numbers lately. Why don't you tell us about that? I've been going through, I was actually talking to Chris about this, but I feel like I've really been going through like a spiritual awakening slash a change of myself. I feel like I'm getting to know myself and I feel like it's weird because at my age, you think I would know myself a little bit more, but there's something that's happened in these past like two months where I have just felt like a completely different person. It's crazy how much you can still learn when you get older. And Be careful. Every day. <laughs> <laughs> but Talking the, about myself. Yeah, yourself. There you go. Senior citizen over there. Yeah. All I know is I feel very different very different. And I think it's shown up because like, I haven't been posting content at all. And I just haven't really known where to go because all my old stuff that I used to do doesn't feel like me, but my new stuff, I haven't fit in it yet. But I feel like I'm starting to feel my voice again. I completely lost my creativity for a while. I think maybe it was like a little bit of like some seasonal depression going on there. Slash I took on Christmas, which was like a lot this year. Yeah, we were just really busy too. Yeah. But I as mean, of lately, I'm, I'm feeling way more passionate about my job and I've been reading like my Instagram DMs and actually like talking to the people that watch us. And, and it means so much to me because sometimes I get overwhelmed so much with life that I don't actually like feel like I'm connecting with you guys. So I've been doing that more lately and that means a lot to me. Nice. Yeah. Right yeah. on. We love you guys. I really appreciate love you, you being here listening. Thanks for making my life a better place. <laughs> but yeah, about the numbers. Yeah. So during this whole like, office thing in like the past two weeks, I kept seeing 444. Can you bring up the meaning of um, angel numbers seeing 444, Hillary? It's, um, you have the hotspot again. It's on hotspot because you use your phone. You can't go on the internet on the computer. Oh, can you just bring it up on your phone and let me know? I'm pretty sure what it means is that your spirit guides are, oh no, I remember it now. Your spirit guides are really, really reaching out to you and trying to like give you a message and that you're like going through the spiritual awakening. So that was really weird. So for like one whole week, every time I looked at my phone, it was either 4.44 a.m. or 4.44 p.m., no matter what. So I had a bit of a discussion with myself the other day and made some like plans for my future. And I was like, you know what? This feels good. Then I started seeing one, like 111, 11.11, 11.11, all the time, all the time. So then I looked that up and it said that like you're on a new path that's right for you. So I think, you know, I've always felt really connected to my spirit guides. I feel like they are like really honed in with me and they're like, yes, you've made a choice. You're going to do well. I just. And it's weird. Like 
I mean, everybody sees these numbers once in a while, yeah. but like you saw them both times a day for some of them for constantly like a for a week in a row without breaking it. And that was really weird. It was wild. No, it was really weird. And I also like, I had like this moment. I actually brought it up to you a little bit. I'm like, I don't know, like dealing with like some mental health, but I just feel like my manifesting is hardcore real. Like, I don't know if I've just like shifted planes, like spiritual planes or something, but I just feel like I'm so connected to the universe. There's definitely something there. Like I think personally, genetically, like yeah. you can use all the right, like say we scientifically even found out exactly how to tap into manifestation. Say we found out how to find the right frequencies, vibrations. There was a tool we could do and somebody could tap into manifestation. I feel like some people genetically have a better ability at that than others. And I think you're one of those ones that is really high on that scale. Well, like what I learned about my heritage, I really pissed off some people saying the G word, my bad. Um, but that's what my grandmother was. Um, or great grandmother, but like there was a lot of history of that in Hungary. Plus I, I found out that on my mother's side, I have some relatives there that are just, it's kind of been throughout our history, a lot of, you know, spiritual abilities and stuff like that. Um, growing up, my mother, and my grandmother were, were very, very in tune. Like it's something that I didn't just start. Like it's something that's been through my ancestors down to me, practiced by everybody. And when you do that, it's kind of like, you know, there's a bunch of alcoholics in the family. You're prone to be an alcoholic kind yep. of, you know yeah, what I yeah, mean? Yeah. Like I hate, it's like, I don't trait. know if that's true, it's but trait, it happens sure. more often than not, you know, yep. unless you break that cycle, but I don't want to break my psychic cycle. <laughs> Can't you get like a psychic period every month? It's just like <laughs> an athlete being an athlete and it runs in the family. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Look at our manager. Genetics. His parents were like bodybuilders. He's like so buff. Like yep. it's just how it is. But the thing is, is lately I've been trying to manifest certain things and then it happened. Like I was driving home for like half an hour or like an hour from London. And I was like, man, I never find a cat. <laughs> like <laughs> everybody's, a all, everybody's always driving along the road and they see a box and they find a cat or there's a cat on their property. Everybody. I think this is rare. <sighs> no, it's not rare. It's all over Facebook. Okay. Everybody's okay. always finding a dog okay. or a cat. I want to be the one per to find a dog is or low, cat. But there's a lot of it out there. So then I'm getting to it and I'm like, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to find a cat at my house. I feel like there's going to be a cat at my house. I really want there to be a cat at my house. So the last 10 minutes of drive, completely forget about it. I'm just driving, thinking, honestly, probably thinking about nothing or, you know, peanut butter. I don't know. I love peanut butter. <laughs> what? So I'm driving along the road. I pull up in my driveway. What is sitting in front of Adam's truck? An orange tabby cat. Half a tail. With half a tail. And you know what's weird? We've never seen a cat here. No, never. We've been here for like eight months now. That's the first cat sighting. We have never seen a cat. And I'm like, this is We're not really close to anybody either that like would maybe have a cat. Maybe the neighbor down the road has yeah, a I cat. Yeah, I want to text but, them. Yeah. But this oh, one I don't was think feral. it would be them. I think it would be the other way. Yeah. Because he has like his shop and stuff, right? I'm curious. I don't know. I was like, we should catch that because we got some mouses. <laughs> yeah. Here we go. Tell You're having fun with the mice, aren't you? I love them. Mice. We've been catching a bunch of mice humanely. Yeah. Adam doing the mice a favor, letting like, them go like he, way down the road. He's like, what do we do? Do we get kill traps? Do we get that? And I'm like, Adam. And he's like, oh, I, I knew know. the answer. It was just a conversation started. Yeah, it was it was a conversation. But we've been catching them, and I was told very quickly that I was not allowed to have mice friends. If we would have kept them, how many would we have? Let's think about how many we caught. Twelve, ten. 
10 or t- I would have 12 mice. You yep. know how fast those would reproduce? Right. <laughs> well, lucky we got to it when we did. It would be the mouse house. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. Crazy. I think they all came in that really cold night. Yeah. Yeah. In the, in the, uh, there was a hole in the basement. Taylor helped me plug it. We're good now there. So Taylor's great at plugging holes. And, um, <laughs> that, t- that took you a minute. Uh, <laughs> it just you went along the edge. Lordy, lordy. I filled the hole <laughs> with foam, Selena. Construction foam, Man so the mice foam. can't come in. Okay. <laughs> no, there was a lot of there was a lot of mice. Honestly, it's been so long since we talked to you guys. I feel like so much has happened. Yeah, it's been a while. We had a good Christmas with the family. Yeah, we had. Oh, what'd you do Christmas night with your family? So we have a new tradition. (laughs) Guys are going to enjoy this one. So most people, when they're done with Christmas dinner, they play Uno or have a nap or do shots or open presents. But no, not here. Not here at the Myers house. No. We have seances. <laughs> I looked at my mom and I'm like, do you want to talk to the dead tonight? And she's like, yes, but she has MS really bad. So you can't really make out what she said. So it was like, but yes. And I'm like, perfect. We're going to do it. <laughs> no, she loves it. That, that my mom and I have this thing. It's a very respectful thing. She thinks it's a while ago. She had a really bad MS attack. She's been in a wheelchair since I was about 13. And it was in 2017 or was it 18? It was around then when my mom had a really bad MS attack and she kind of lost her voice. So it's really hard to make out what she's saying. But my mom enjoys us roasting her and trying oh, to figure out what she's with her. She's no, loving yeah. it. This isn't a bad thing. I'm afraid people are going to take the other right way. But the truth is, is like she loves it. We just look at her. She'll try and say something. And be like, the fuck was that? And she just starts laughing her ass <laughs> off. Because what she says never sounds like it. We were in this antique mall and she wanted to see something. And I swear, like, we make jokes all the time that she's saying things that she's not supposed to be saying. She, like, pointed out a vase and she said something. And it, and it sounded like, I want to have sex with rusty forks. And I looked at her. I'm like, you want to have sex with rusty forks? And she just goes, mm-hmm. and I'm like, what the fuck is that? But my mom, I want to have my mom on the podcast. But you won't be able to understand the things she says. But she might love it. So if you guys want her on... We will try it. It'll be fun. She'll she'll adore it. But she wanted to talk to the dead. Um, also, another thing, we've talked about it on the podcast before, actually, with Chris, is how my mom, for a little bit, really, really wanted to do assisted suicide because she is very sick. She's very sick. And in Canada here, you can do it. So while we're doing the seance, <laughs> <laughs> she's finally... Oh, she's I finally... I love my mom. I love my mom. She's she off it now. She straight to it. She doesn't, she doesn't want to die now. And Joel made it really clear. Like, please don't do that. And she's like, okay, I won't. I won't. I'll stick around. <laughs> so I'm laughing. But like, we have to make fun of hard situations because that's how my family gets through things. Yeah. That's just how we do it. But um, we get there. We connect to Aunt Eunice, which is her favorite aunt. She actually passed away when I was like five or something. And we set up the um, REM pod. And we set up the music box and a whole bunch of cat balls. Now, holy fuck. How much did things go off? Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, keep going. It was insane. There's something about my house. It is some kind of beacon for ghosts, I swear. So we end up tapping in. She really wants to talk to her parents. Her mom comes through so strong. Her dad barely did. But our Aunt Eunice came through strong. My mom rolls herself over to the music box, okay? And she just goes, am I coming to see you soon? 
<laughs> Tell me I'm coming to see you soon. <laughs> she doesn't care. She puts it all out there. I have a very dark family. Um, <laughs> what's a way to put that? Like your family never talks about death and dying and stuff. And my whole life, my whole family, it's just been like a circle of who do we think is going to die next? Yeah, you constantly have that conversation with your parents about how like, you think it's going to happen one way, but it's definitely going to happen in a different or order. Or just the fact thing. that everyone kind of wants to die. I have this hilarious TikTok where my parents are in the mall and my mom's just like trying to wheel herself. And my dad's like lopsided in a bench. And I come up to them and I go to my dad's face and I'm like, what are you doing? And he's like, waiting to die. And then I look <laughs> over at my mom and I'm like, mom, dad said he's waiting to die. And she's like, yeah. <laughs> they say it all the time. They're like, we would go right now if we could. <laughs> Hey, if you can't have fun about it, then what the heck, right? No, exactly. But the seance. We, yes, we had the seance. It was incredible. I don't think I've ever had so much clear communication. Now, the strangest thing that surprised everybody was that my dad's mother, um, she passed away when I was six weeks old of breast cancer, came through so strongly. And she was a very quiet woman. And she came through and if I asked questions, nothing would happen. If my mom asked questions, nothing would happen. Nothing would happen for anybody. But when my dad asked questions, she was so there. It got to a point where the music box and the EMF, the EMF was getting spiked on every single thing, like temperature, like, you know, everything closest, on the everything, pod, yeah. everything in the room was going off so loud and we're all just sitting there. And I'm like, can you please step away? And it didn't stop. And then my dad's like, mom, can you step away? And everything stopped. And it was like, you could hear a pin drop in the room. Oh, we had enough verification all the way up to then that we were yeah. making clear communication. Like things were like the music box would go off on a question and then stop. And then it, you would hear nothing until we figured out what we wanted to ask again. And then it would be asked again and it would go off again and then stop. And it, there she was, would only talk to him. There was no like activity on those devices when we weren't asking questions and just hanging out and sitting there. Yep. But then the thing was, it's so hard to have seances because you don't know who you're talking to. Yeah. Like it could have been someone pretending to be here, be, be her. Because after that, our house has been really weird. Yeah. Um, I don't really like know how to talk about this without even freaking myself out. But generally things have been strange. But the big, the big kicker were these candles. So I went on Amazon. I have 24 pillar candles, candles. Okay. Each one came with two remotes. Taylor and I set up this whole room. We you had the two candles sets. on. There's four remotes. Yeah. Yeah. And so I have 24 candles. So there's a 12 a set, yep. four remotes. So Taylor and I, we have two days up there. The candles, they work. They're on, they're off, they're on, they're off. Like you use the button, turn them off, turn them on. Nothing happens. Right. And the buttons on the remotes are like clicky buttons. Yeah. They're hard to click. They're super. Yeah. So next day later, Adam and I are up there. We're just relaxing, having a good time. Cause like it was, it's nice up there. I decided, okay, we're going to go downstairs. I turn everything off. We're sitting on the bed on our phones for a minute. Cause like who actually doesn't do that? <laughs> but we're just on our phones. We get up to go downstairs. We look around seven of the candles are on. I'm and you like, just turned them off. Yeah. You're like, did you, did I not turn those candles off? Right. And then, yeah, it was, it was weird. Yeah. So then I'm like, okay, let's turn, let's turn these all back off. What's going on here? So we turn off all the candles and I'm like looking at Adam and we're like having like a visual thing. And I'm like, if this is a spirit, can you turn on one of the candles? And on goes candle. Candle comes on. A couple of them. A couple of them. So then we sat there and we started asking questions and candles were turning on. Yeah. Random ones. Yeah. So we end up turning them all off. 
But call. Oh no, no. I set up you my phone camera. I set up my phone camera just on the low, just to see it happen. Stops happening. I call my dad. Nothing happens. I'm like, okay, we turn them all off. Okay. Yeah. As soon as you started filming, it's like they didn't want to hang out or do anything or yeah. mess with anything Which is anymore. just like the seance on Christmas. We didn't film any of that and it was so strong. Yeah. We should have filmed that. That would have been smart. Well, maybe it wouldn't it have happened. It was kind of personal, but yeah, maybe not. So we go downstairs. No lights come on. The candles stay off all night. The candles stay off all day. The next day I go to HomeSense. I'm trying to find a big rug for up there. I'm pulling this rug up the stairs. I'm struggling. Adam's talking to me when I have my headphones on. I'm so angry. I'm fighting with this like 12, eight by 12 rug. I'm fighting it. I'm getting so angry. As I'm going up the stairs, I see no candles are on. By the time I get upstairs, I'm fighting with this rug. I get up there like seven candles are on again. Yeah. Now slowly while I'm setting up this rug, every single candle in the room turns on. And it won't happen during the day at all. It doesn't and happen, it didn't happen overnight. To us last night. No. Taylor and I slept like up there last night. Turn them all off and leave for the night. It won't happen. It's, there's only activity at like a certain time of day. And when you're up there. Yeah. And we move. And now here's what I did. I'm like, you know what? I bought these off Amazon. They had a million reviews. I bet this happens. Yeah. So I sit down on this rug. I bring it up. I read every single review on Amazon. Not a single person had that complaint. No, not a single person. Nothing. Nothing about them doing that. No. And now the Still weird thing be was faulty candles, but like nobody else has been doing it that night when I sat up, when I brought the rug up, they all started turning off down to the point that I think there were like two on. Oh yeah. But it was very strange, but then it didn't happen all night. It didn't happen yesterday during the day. Taylor and I stayed up there last night. They didn't turn back on. Yeah. Hasn't happened since. No, it's crazy. Very weird. And yesterday when I had my nap in the morning, I turned on the fireplace in there, electric fireplace. When I woke up from my nap, it was off. That could be on a timer. I don't have it on a timer. No. It's mm. on right now. Crazy. It's weird. Christmas is like super active. We've talked about that before. Like Halloween, everybody's all into Halloween for this type of stuff, but like Christmas seems to be the time. I think Christmas is scarier than Halloween. And I was watching some documentaries the other day about Christmas and about Santa Claus and stuff like that. And um it it I think I can't remember if it was like Norwegian, Finnish, or Russian. But like a shaman used to go around and he was dressed in clothes in the color of Santa Claus. And like they would give out these mushrooms, the Amnita muscarias. And they were the red and white mushrooms. With the dots on them? With the dots on them. And that's why like red and white Christmas presents are a thing. And these mushrooms would grow under pine trees. So that's where the Christmas tree supposedly came from. This is one of the theories. And then um, those shamans, there'd be so much snow up in those Northern European countries that the shamans would have to go in through the chimney to see people and hand out these mushrooms as gifts. So they would go and have spiritual like um, awakenings or spiritual Were those mushrooms talks. hallucinogenic? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So that's kind of where this all came. Oh my yeah, gosh. Yeah, yeah. So like Santa going down the chimney is these shamans going down the chimneys because it's the only way to get into, into a house when they're snowed in. And... There's uh, the reindeer were a thing because they were on the mushrooms and they think they're seeing flying reindeer. And Bro, yeah. you're telling me that Christmas and Santa Claus is all based off of tripping balls? Yeah. The yeah, more that's one of the know, theories. Very possible. The more you... There's know. more to it too. We'll, I'll, we'll do a podcast on we it. We need to do a podcast on that. Yeah. You know what's crazy? I got you a Christmas present. Yeah. And it was a painting of Max and Jacks. Yeah, it was beautiful. And those mushrooms are in that painting. Yep. That was such a, and I had been like watching that stuff during that time too. And like, I didn't know and there was no correlation, but like it all kind of lined up. Sometimes we're hyper-connected. We have one of those moments over Christmas where you said something. Oh yeah. It was just the other day when we were at coffee culture 
in my head, I was like, I, I was like, I was thinking about my YouTube channel out of nowhere. I'm like, yeah, like I definitely need to do more spooky stuff on my YouTube channel. And then Adam looks at me and he's like, yeah, I think it's for your YouTube channel. We need to do more spooky stuff. And I was like, we weren't even talking about YouTube. <laughs> it was literally the same time we were thinking about it. The thought came out. We're just super hyper, hyper, hyper connected. It's scary. It's freaky sometimes. I think it's because we've been together for so long and like such developmental years. Could be. And we're so connected. Maybe like meant to be together. So it's well, happens more. I the don't know. psychic said this is not our first lifetime together. Yeah. That we've been together. I hope you were one of my, I hope you were my sister in one life. Yeah. I mean, that's another way we could have developed a relationship in the past as different souls. Maybe you were my mom. <laughs> so that's kind of weird now to think about it because we do we do husband and wife Hey, shit. this is a different lifetime, buddy. Yeah. Don't tie those two together. We don't need to do that. You were probably my wife and I was your husband. Okay. Okay. Let's switch it up. Switch roles. I hope we were lesbian lovers. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Taylor's shaking his head at me. <laughs> I just have some feelings. Um, I just never planned on living in a haunted house. Like I like no. doing haunted stuff, but I don't want to live in a haunted house. <laughs> we we were doing a walkthrough, and the old owner was here. It was we just, it, yeah, through. we did the walkthrough. This was right after we bought it. The next walkthrough, <laughs> Selena, you didn't even ask, didn't you? No, we she walked just in goes, the door. It's not haunted. Yeah, we walk in the door. We're like, hey, how are you? And she's like, good. How are you? And she's like, it's not haunted. It's not haunted. Like, oh, okay. So it is. <laughs> Thanks. Hilarious. Hilarious. Man, I like going to haunted places. I don't want the ghost to be in my house. Right. At all. Yeah, I agree. <sighs> I mean, I don't feel any threat by these these situations. Even no. if it is bad, I just... But I get I spooked I can, when I'm I by myself. Push it out. Yeah, I get you. I you guess. push it out? <laughs> you know what I mean. Like a poo? No. Well, sort of. I'm sorry that I am who I am. It's fucking beautiful. Yeah. Do you like living in a Nothing haunted house? Nothing wrong with it. It doesn't bother me. I mean, it's not insanely haunted where stuff's flying across the room or anything. It's just subtle things. So we were at the um, the old Angel Inn, and it's a pub in Niagara Falls, and that's one of the things that they have. They have glasses. They literally fly really? off the walls. There like, was a. I have it in my my like, first YouTube video when I went there with Ashley. We have a girl talking about the guy who was there, and he the was watching. Right? And it, yeah, and it flew yeah, off. Crazy. But yeah. Oh, Taylor, pull up. Um, that pub that closed down in Calgary. There was a haunted pub. Did it close down because of ghosts? Um, it closed down. Uh, okay. Calgary's Rose and Crown Pub, known for spooky history, shuts its doors. What's that Seaforth? That's the Calgary Flames hockey team. Okay. But the interesting thing about this is uh, the, uh, oh, it's hitting the auction books. Whoa, wait. Pieces. <gasps> we need to get haunted stuff from this pub. It, oh, yeah. Let's read it. Pieces of an iconic Calgary pub are hitting the auction block. The Rose and Crown pub announced on social media Saturday it's closed its doors permanently. The building was converted to a bar back in 1986, but was originally a funeral home yeah. built in the 1920s. The Rose and Crown was considered a budding ghost, was considered by budding ghost bunters, Bunters? <laughs> Busters. Same Some thing. to be the most haunted places in Calgary. On Instagram, commenters mourned the closing of a cherished Calgary venue. Imagine just having a beer there and you don't know you're actually, you're drunk and you don't know who you're talking to. It's a ghost, but you think it's just a normal person. Oh my God. So look, the online auction is being launched later this month. Adam, we have to try. We got to check that out. Maybe we, we can get some haunted items. Some haunted pub stuff and we can do a YouTube video seeing if the haunted pub stuff is haunted. Let's do it. Pound it. Pound it. 
All right, scroll down. Is there more? Let's see what it says. No, I think that's it. Just pictures and stuff. Bro. We're going to keep that article up because we're going to have to see it. Yeah, I got that saved. Last night, Taylor and I went and saw Megan. Oh, yeah? Yep. Nice. Yep. Um, we, How was that? It was good. It was like Blumhouse one of the first so paranormal movies to come out this year. Paranormal or like horror or thriller? Um, no, it wasn't paranormal. That was, uh, I would say that was a thriller movie. Oh, there it is right there. Paranormal movies to look forward to in 2023. It was really good. With Blumhouse, you're very hit or miss. There's some like definite funny things. Like there were moments where Taylor was cackling like a horse. Yeah. But yeah. I think Megan is a couple down, Taylor. Yeah, right Yeah, there. so coming in the new year, dolls don't get much creepier than this. Robotic engineer at a toy company builds a lifelike doll that begins to take on a life of its own. It was good. Yeah. I would have loved a thing like that, but see that bitch right there? Yeah. She's crazy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's crazy. All right. We'll she, watch out for her. Yeah, she... Um, yep. She's a killer. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to give it don't away. Don't give anything away. But I genuinely enjoyed this movie. Did you just movie. give stuff away by saying she's a killer? Well, come on. You're going to a movie about a robotic doll. I'm Some kidding. bitches yeah. are going to die. Scroll up there, Taylor. Was that Ghostbusters? Ghostbusters yeah. coming. So a sequel, sequel to the afterlife. Nice. So that's the one with the kids is coming yep. in 2023. That'll be cool. I remember waiting for that movie to come out. The, the first afterlife. It was good. They pushed it and pushed it and pushed it because of COVID. Oh, right. Yeah. It was good. I liked it. I liked the new Ghostbusters. I thought they did it well. I thought it was, it was. Now, this sounds really exciting for me. This is called We Have a Ghost. The Christopher Landon family comedy movie drops on Netflix in February. <gasps> That's what my birthday is. Ooh. It follows Kevin and his family who find a ghost named Ernest haunting their new home overnight. And it makes it into a social media sensation. Nice. <laughs> kind of similar to my life. What you're going. <laughs> yeah. What you have going on. Oh, new screen. Oh, damn. How is there? I don't know if there'll ever be an ending to Scream. I think right? this is supposed to be the last you one. You might as well just keep going with but it. I doubt it. After starring as the lead in Netflix's Wednesday, Jenna Ortega now takes on Ghostface, coming to cinemas in March. Okay. In a city of millions, no one hears you scream following the latest, look at the spelling mistake, and dollowing. The latest killings at the hands of the mask wearing psycho, the four survivors of Westboro. They leave Westboro they behind. Leave for a fresh chapter. I can't yep. read. That's all right. It's far away. It's it small, is. small print. Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. <laughs> That's creepy. That is so creepy. Oh my God. When is that coming? Due for release in February. My birthday's a good Alluda, year. A legal loophole means that the childhood favorite is no longer subject of copyright. Really? Or is that just for the movie? That must be about the movie. This terrible looking film follows Pooh and Piglet as they go on a rampage after Christopher Robin abandons them from college. Dude, there must be a loophole because Look they wouldn't do that. Look at how creepy Winnie the Pooh looks. <laughs> he looks like what the Chester, hell? Chester the Molester vibes. Oh my God. I don't want to watch that. I That reminds me of like that movie, um, the... <gasps> The Nicholas, oh, the Nicholas Cage movie that we yes, watched. Yes, where he goes to that to thing. bar and he doesn't talk the whole time. The whole movie. That, and it's just the animatronics. That'll be like one of those situations, Dude, it seems like. that's going to be good. The Nun 2. The Nun 2. There How is no release date yet, though, but it's the ninth installment of the Conjuring Universe. Oh, the movie will see. Is, okay, yep. Conjuring Universe, best horror movies, best oh, paranormal movies of all time. People love to tear them down, but like, come on. Who's done I better? I love the Conjuring Universe. Who's done better? The original Conjuring is so good like even if you're not into horror films you could watch that movie and taylor you want to watch it No. I'm good. have you no. ever seen the conjuring 
Really? No. You should watch it. The what? story the story is really good. The only one I saw was the one we saw. That was the worst conjuring movie ever. I liked it. <laughs> <laughs> Taylor, you haven't seen the conjuring, the classic conjuring? No, I don't like horror. You work with Spooky Boo. It's gay. We need to change you. You're not allowed to not like horror. Definitely You're watch the conjuring. Guys, I'm gonna it's be pushy story. on this one. Good story. Alright, what's next? We got another one? Oh, Haunted <gasps> Mansion. Oh my God! The Disney creepy classic. It's a remake in 2023 with Jamie Lee Curtis, Winona Ryder. I have goosebumps. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Due for release in August follows a single mom named Gabby who hires a tour guide and a psychic, a priest and a historian to help exercise their newly bought mansion after discovering it's inhabited by ghosts. That should be good. I just got a female bone. <laughs> I got a female bone for ghosts, right on, buddy. Right on. The Exorcist. What? Directed by David Gordon Green, who recently successfully rebooted the Halloween series, The Exorcist, the sequel to the 1973 film about the 12-year-old girl who is possessed by a mysterious demonic entity, forcing her mother to seek the help of priests to save her. That's going to be cool. New Exorcist. Oh my God, 2023 is the motherfucking year. This is the year. Unwelcome. Unwelcome. Coming at the end of January. Ooh, coming up now. Married couple Maya and Jamie escape the urban nightmare to the tranquility of rural Ireland only to discover malevolent murderous goblins lurking in the gnarled ancient okay. wood. I am into this. <laughs> I'm totally into this. Irish goblins in the woods. Yeah. Let's, um, yeah, we there, gotta watch this that This sounds one. like someone did mushrooms. That's what that yeah. sounds like. First Ascent. First Ascent. Expected in 2023, starring Daisy Ridley. Uh, First Ascent tells the story of Hillary Hall. Two years after she almost died in a solo climbing accident, she enlists the help of her old climbing partners to document her comeback to the first ascent of a 4,000-foot rock in rural China. During the harrowing climb, Hillary struggles with her inner demons and supernatural forces as it slowly becomes clear that the mountain does not want to be conquered. It doesn't tickle me. That is definitely i would loop that in with a horror movie climbing things like that is insanely insanely disturbing and i would never do it i don't like water movies very proud of people that conquer that kind of stuff yeah because it is insane it takes an insane human being whenever i see that i remember that i can't even run like the 40 feet to my mailbox (laughs) and then it makes me like i will die young because i see these people who like scale things and run fast and like Sometimes when I talk too fast, like now, I feel out of breath. <laughs> yeah, you're working on that. I'm going to die. Yeah, you're working on that. You're doing good. I'm doing good. I'm yeah. losing weights a yeah. little bit. They noticed in my YouTube video. There's a, not a much, show but coming a little. out too. I don't know. You might enjoy this show. What show? It's, uh, I think Taylor pulled that up. I think I have it up as well. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now, all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. 
Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Um, Locke. Uh, oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, Lockwood and Co. Oh, wait. So this is on Netflix. It's a show that's coming. Um, it is kind of like Ghostbusters, but it seems like it's more in the past. More like Sherlock Holmes meets Ghostbusters. So three teens living in a ghost-filled world band together to unravel a dark conspiracy in Netflix's new upcoming series, Lockwood & Co. In this series, teenage ghost hunters scour the streets of London, engaging in deadly combat with the spirits of the night. Among the many adult agencies, one small startup stands out amongst the crowd. Lockwood & Co., run by teenagers Anthony Lockwood, George uh, Kareem, Lucy Carlisle, Together, the renegade trio are free of financial motive and adult supervision, but destined to change the course of history forever as they unravel a grand mystery. This is a Harry Potter sounding thing. Yeah. So the series is an adaptation of the uh, popular novel series by Jonathan Stroud. He also wrote the television series. Dude, I want my book to be a Netflix show so bad. Yeah, we got to do that. We got to get your book up. How I should make a TikTok and be like, hey, Netflix. Yeah, do it. Do it for Who sure. Who wants it? Ooh, Euphoria slash Twilight. Yeah, we got to get it out there. Yeah, we do got to get Your it out there. Good. Your book's really my good. My book is good. And you know what? I was so scared to put it out. I had that one bad review, but I I hated that. That, that hurt wasn't my soul. even like a bad, bad review. That no. person was like a super, super book, like into like deep into books. My thing that makes me happy is I have had, you know, 50 year old women, you know, 40 year olds. I've had everybody reach Teenagers, out and say to me, I people. really enjoyed this book. Yeah. When is more? When is it? So yeah, they want to hear what's excited. next for sure. Yeah. I want it. I want it so bad. Yeah. We'll get there. We'll get there. So bad. We working towards it. We working towards it. Yeah. I think you are. Yeah. You inspired Toby. Hmm. Okay. His name's Toby Money. Okay. No. Okay. No, Taylor. All no. right. No. <laughs> we love you. We love you. <laughs> He's over there making his faces. He's sad. <laughs> He's sad. It's He's okay. a whole bunch of emotions. You look sad. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> My God. Should we get into some stories? Yeah, here? we should do some listener Woo! stories. All right, I got one here. This one's from Adriana. Not much of a story, but a dream. I love dreams. Dreaming, dreaming so. Dude, <laughs> My dream. Okay, oh. tell us about that first. Oh, no, triggered. Okay, maybe we don't talk about that. I fucking hate you, Taylor. Do you <laughs> remember right, one of right, those dreams when you wake up in the morning and you just like hate who it was about? Let's just put it <laughs> short form. Taylor was a dick. Selena comes out of her dreams and she has a very hard time letting go of the fact <laughs> that it was a dream. I literally woke up. We like slept up in the loft on different mattresses. I woke up and I just like looked at him and I was like, and I turned around and slept the other way because I was so mad at him. I didn't want my feet within my head within five feet of his head. I was just like, fuck you. And I turned around. <laughs> he was such a dick. And then Adam in the dream was like trying to like be the referee. Of I'm it. always the And he was like being too soft towards Taylor. And I was like, no, we need to destroy him. <laughs> and then I got stuck with Meghan Markle and Harry in a fucking attic trying to steal books. It was really weird. I don't. <laughs> Do you want to get into detail here? I feel like, I feel like they'll think I'm like actually borderline. All right. Yeah. Let's skip it. Let's skip it. 
I've been I've been mad at him for days though because of dreams. Like, he oh, she's on always me. mad at me for did, dreams. Did you actually? I'll wake up and most of the time it's a good morning, but once in a while I'll be getting a death stare when I open my eyes, and uh, it's always like, "Do you know what you did?" I'm like, "What did I do in my dream?" Oh, okay, this like, again. You cheated on me. It has to be real. It was. It was. It felt too <laughs> it was real. So real. It felt like a psychic so premonition. Real. And he's like, "No, I never slept with Princess Diana." <laughs> <laughs> I know you're fucking She's dead. not alive, Selena. Yeah, well, how old were you in 1996? I think so. I was 11. <laughs> yeah, we don't know what's up. No. <laughs> <laughs> or right. the dream I had about you and Danny DeVito. That could have happened. What? Did, I didn't hear about this one. Well, it's whatever. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. Adriana's got a story for us. A dream. It's a. It's a dream she had. So I'm a mom of two boys, a three and a one year old, and the youngest hasn't had the best sleep. So I'm always awake on and off throughout the night. But one night I fell asleep with him in our living room recliner and I assume I'm dreaming. But mind you, I have my son in the recliner asleep with me as well. So I'm apparently praying over my boys before I go to lay my youngest down in his crib. And again, this is happening as I'm dreaming. So I go to lay him down. I'm still praying. I don't know what I'm saying or why I'm praying, but I feel like I know that this was a prayer because I can feel something trying to shut me up as I continue to lay him down. I hear something whisper in my ear to throw him. And then I wake up. I still have my son in my arms. I freaked out, said a little prayer and put him back to lay in his crib a few days uh, in his crib. A few days later, I had another dream, something being there, but I can't see it. So I start praying and something is trying to shut my mouth to not let it happen. Then I wake up again. I freaked out and honestly haven't had dreams like this since before I had kids. Even on my down, most darkest days, going through depression, etc. Never had I had something that scary make me feel so scared. But since then, I haven't had any more bad dreams. P.S. I'm not even very religious. So her dreams want her to eat her kid. Yeah, that's scary. That seems like when you're falling in a dream and you like something dark infiltrating her at that time. Yeah, definitely. Like it doesn't seem like her thoughts. It's weird how dreams come into real life. Like him, anytime. Oh goodness. Anytime, um, I, anytime Taylor and I sleep in the same room, he always yells. There's never a day that he has. <laughs> it's not like loud. It's just <laughs> like me when I'm trying to yell in my dreams. Oh my God. You make the scariest noises I've ever heard in my whole life. And you wake him up. Yeah. He goes, <gasps> so has anybody else ever had this? Let me know in the comments on YouTube. You're having a dream and in your dream, you're yelling, but your dream won't let you yell. You're trying to yell loud, but you have to try so hard to yell loud. It's not working because you're in one reality and another reality, but your real body isn't in the dream. It's trying to do the work for you, but it can't. Bro. It's the, you had that Taylor before? Is that why you, yeah. All I know is Adam makes the scariest noises. So then (gasps) these noises are me trying to yell really loud. I think it's when you're trying to wake yourself up. But I try and wake you up and you won't wake up. Some weird freaky's happening. So when I'm making those weird moaning noises, that's me trying to yell at the top of my lungs, but I can't because I'm dreaming. But I'm like hitting you and it's like you don't want to wake up. Yeah. You're like. My dad did it too. I don't know if it runs in the family or what. My dad did it too. Like I didn't do it when I was younger, but now I do. I and mean, he did it. Like I could hear him in the other bedroom when I was a kid. You'd hear him once in a while, like late at night, just fucking yelling like that. Like, 
I go like knock on his door. I'd be like, wake up. You're freaking everybody out. Go back to bed. <laughs> Did it freak everybody <laughs> yeah, out? A little bit. Yeah. Dude, Adam, Adam, love it. We have to sleep in the pitch black. So imagine you're just laying there on your phone. No, okay. Like Cause I'm always up I'm way sleeping. too late. And then the guy beside you, she's like, like I'm possessed by a demon. Well, just no, it's not a possession. It's just normal things happening in a dream. When you wake Adam up, even if he's dreaming, he's so mad. So you wake him up and goes, What? Don't touch me. No. I was sleeping. Why would you wake me up? You were screaming. No, I wasn't. (laughs) (laughs) That's my favorite is when Adam fully, what was it? The other night you conversated with me and I like, you're like, but it would make no sense because you were sleeping and I answered like what are you talking about and then you're like stop waking me up yeah <laughs> I do this thing it pisses her right oh, off oh it pisses me off so bad so uh, we'll be having conversation and then like the conversation will pretty much end but like it could keep going and then she'll keep it going but like there will be enough of a pause 30 no 20 seconds 20 okay 15 20 seconds he's already out 15, 20 seconds, I roll over, I go to sleep. He can fall asleep. This like, upsets her because like I can that. fall asleep instantly. So he'll be like, oh, do you want to go somewhere? And I'll be like, yeah, let me just sec. And then I got Google no, something. No, 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 hey, no. No, to no, be no, fair, no, no. To, to be fair. To be fair. To be fair. The conversations we have, I always make sure they are on an ending point. Nope. And we no, did never. finish them. And then I roll over and go to sleep. Never. And then you'll wake me up. By continuing the conversation. No, no. And then I get very mad at you. No, he'll be like, <laughs> be like, tomorrow we should go out for dinner. And I'll be like, yeah. And you'll be like, where should we go? And I'll be like, no wait, wait, way. No. I let always me, let the let conversation finish. Let me have this. I'm going right. to give the exact amount of time. This may have happened a few Kay. times. This is going to be the exact thing. Hey, do you want to go for dinner tomorrow? Yeah, that could be fun. Where do you want to go? We could go. Oh, you just woke me up. No way. Oh my god, you just woke no. me up. What the, I, was I asleep. let you answer and then I roll over I and go to sleep. Good this so probably long. happened once or twice, but Every I time. have intentions of always making sure that it the conversation ends in a good place. No. Or I'll leave, but now what I've been doing is Mm-mm. I'll roll over and like we'll say goodnight to each other or whatever. And I'll be like, okay, Selena, I'm really actually going to sleep now, just so you know. Yeah, which will be like half an hour we haven't spoken half an hour and then he says it yeah but mid conversation (laughs) he'll fall asleep and i'll be asleep oh i'm going to bed now okay (laughs) you're such a liar Uh, i'm calling you you out in front Uh, of the world i love you do it that's cool i love you so much read us the story (laughs) okay okay why are these so thick? Because I double spaced them and like made the font huge, so this you don't is lose like your place. Twenty pages. It's it's like five or ten. Yeah. This is from Emily. Emily, what the heck? Okay. Hey boo, <laughs> and shout out to Chris. Love you guys, and totally wish to chat with you one day. So I actually have several, but I'm just gonna tell you a couple. So when I was little, I definitely grew up in a loosely religious fam. I went to Catholic school, same church right behind the house, etc. My household was split in believing and not believing. Believing. So anyways, I've been a skeptic. Well, Christmas comes around when I was about 11, 12 years old. I've always woken up super early, like before five, usually early. Christmas is legit my obsessed holiday, and it's supposed to be the most wonderful time of year type of session. So anyways, I woke up super early, still pitch blackout, and I went and did my usual, which was go lay on the couch and just stare at the tree. Well, while I was sitting there, I was just enjoying the moment. I start hearing heavy footsteps, like the kind from a man's work boots. I thought for a second it was my dad, but I looked to the stair to see his boots just sitting there, so it was not him. 
At this point, I freeze, realizing the footsteps were in the next room behind the stairs, which was an open office space that was connected to the stairs on one end of the short hallways that open up to the other side of the living room. So I sit there frozen, listening to these heavy footsteps walking from the office towards a short hallway and getting closer to me. I just stare in the dark hallway. The Christmas lights didn't reach past the corner, and I just watch and slowly follow this shadow. Was it lighter? Darker? Almost sparkly? Morphing out of the dark. And at this point, I become a deer in headlights. Goosebumps arise all over my body, and I cannot even move a finger. This, I call him, Shadow Man, just slowly keeps walking, not towards me, but following the layout of the house. Office, hallway, around the corner, into the kitchen pantry. But he keeps going, and I can make out a man's figure. He has a cowboy hat and those heavy boots. Well, I decide to squeak out a hi to him. <laughs> I sounded like a dog whistle. Uh, let me try this. Hi. 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 You're tired. Hi. High pitch. And he stops. Hi. And just very slowly, almost like the shadows are shifting, like a comic book layering to show the movement, he looks at me which I can't remember making out a face, but I know he was looking right at me. Then he very slowly nods, turns back towards where he was heading and finishes his walk to the pantry and disappears. Footsteps stop. Shadow gone, just poof. I stare in disbelief, still frozen and slightly terrified, but I also know he wasn't a bad shadow and that I had actually seen him and heard him in several houses. Ton more, tons more stories with that shadow man, but that was the main one that made me go, all right, go surreal. Like, holy shit, that was scary. Totally put the TV on after that and curled into a ball and turned on the lamp while I waited for the rest of everybody to wake up. Totally wasn't freaking. Looks to the side. <laughs> <laughs> Another one is when I had gone on a school trip to camp. There had been several cabins, cab cabins that were split bet between chaperones and kids. Each cabin had almost half a wall of windows, and you could see almost all the other cabins that the girls were in. I was in the top bunk on the opposite window wall. That night, my cabin had gone to bed early because we had the principal, vice principal. So she made us turn off the lights and go to bed. I just remember looking out at the other cabins and seeing one right across from us, then looking back at the small window I had on the other side of me, and looking back and forth. The cabin across, I could see the girls playing hot lava, floors lava. Yeah. And a few other cabins still had their lights on and girls just hanging. I kept looking back and forth because I just had this weird feeling that I needed to see if there was something around me that I need to be wary of. But I thought it was just that first night at camp excitedness. Until I look back and see figures outside each of the cabins. There were two to each cabin. I freeze and feel ice travel down my spine. I could see them in old miner clothing, working clothing, overalls, hard hats, like the old leather kind from some slightly newer version to none at all. I just knew it looked like old miner clothing. I glance back at the window next to me, just in case I don't see anything, and breathe a little sigh. Then I look back and, oh my God, I tear up every time I think back on this. I look back and I make direct eye contact with one of them. And my body feels like icicles are piercing every nerve in my body. I felt anger and injustice and rage. I felt like I'd been sucker punched in the chest and I felt like his eyes reached into the depths of me. I couldn't tell you if his eyes were white or black or vice versa. I just felt like a black and white kaleidoscope. 
I don't even know how I could see their clothing. It was all gray scale, black and white. But these spirits were angry. And this one felt like it touched my soul. All while the girls were still playing hot lava in their cabin. They were standing covered in the wall door areas, but I couldn't look away again. Just staring at this one. Direct eye contact. Not in a good way. My tears welled in my eyes and I wanted to start screaming, but no noise would come out of me. I think he sneered at me. And then I saw him take a step towards me. The other one started heading towards me too. And they were walking towards my cabin. At that point, I was full on sobbing with no noise. All I could do was lay down and hide under the covers like I'd done for several years of my childhood. I just tried to imagine a barrier around me and the cabin and building layer after layer and hoping and praying that nothing came near me. I remember laying as still as possible and feeling the freezing and not moving until I was woken up the next morning. I didn't even know if I'd fallen asleep or just passed out. When I tried to ask the counselors that if they had played jokes on us, they just looked confused and told me no. Later that day, we went for a walk hike, and at one point, I got in this feeling and asked the guide if there had been a mine nearby. They just looked at me in surprise and said yes. A couple miles down from the camp, when I asked if there had been an accident there about a couple decades ago to 100 years prior, they furrowed their brows and said yes. Several decades prior, there had been a cave-in, and almost all, if not all, of the miners died. They asked me how I knew, and I said I'd seen them. The rest of the nights I was there, I slept under the covers and didn't see them again. But I could feel them, a few of those nights, just waiting to have access to me. Bonus. <laughs> One of the guys from that camp trip, about a decade or so later, told me he had several of the, saw several of the miners too. Almost none of the girls saw them, but I wasn't alone on that night. But the miners had only shown themselves around the girls' cabins. So those are my two big experiences. Of course there's more, so much more. But after that scary one, I tried to shut my mind store. I didn't want to access that stuff. But the activity I saw and heard felt all died down a lot more. But I still feel things. Houses not to go in, things not to touch, smells that randomly appear. Thank you and I hope you enjoyed my stories and wild times. I always feel compelled to watch, look, or hear from more ghost stories and ghost-related things. But I'm super scared. Since I don't want to allow anything to influence or follow or scare me, like looking through fingers covering your face that's awesome okay emily that was insane emily you need to write you need to write you're really good at that really good at writing you explained your emotion and everything yeah that was really good you should put together a book of short stories something yeah like go into really detail and like write a book like my first book um the home reader you should do that you're very gifted for the things you see and smell you have like clairvoyance clairaudience claire all of them so you should you should definitely she commented Embrace on the bottom there. Embrace it. She commented on there. We can contact her. Oh, more. nice. No, that was good. Write more. I want to hear more if, you, if you're if you cool. If you're cool with that. I, I made a mess. No, that's cool. It feels right. beautiful. We got another one here. Okay. Well, we should talk about that. <laughs> stories. I jumped right by there. Those were amazing. I know we talked about how good she's writing, but like in yeah, general, yeah. that's some spooky shit. And thank you for sharing. Absolutely. Yeah. Go ahead. This is from Summer. Why do you get the short ones? It's a three-pager. That's you. <laughs> That's Taylor. My next one's five pages. You can thank <laughs> him. You want to trade? Let's trade. Want a big one? No. You're a good reader. But his voice is calming. Yeah. Well, I got one here to read so you could hear my calming voice. Okay, I'm going to listen. Let's read a story from summer. Ooh. Okay, no. What? 
Never mind. What? Your voice is sexy. I, f- I can find a sexy in your wife. Okay. Say say my name. Selena. Give us say like. Selena. Ooh, tell me that I'm. Ooh. Whoa. My- <laughs> okay. We just That's start. what I meant. Just we chill just start. over there, okay? Can we snuggle Chili after this? beans. Yeah. We snuggle? Yeah. Okay. Whatever you want. Sure, bum. Oh, no. You can just snuggle PG, okay? Okay, we'll keep a PG. For now. Summer has sent us a story. Now, I don't feel right saying Summer's name now. I have to change the subject first. You want to talk about sexy stuff? No. Do you think there's more people? Do you think I would have sex with a ghost? Do I think you'd have sex with a ghost? Like if a ghost showed up. Do you think I'd have sex with it if it was like, yo, Would you it be wanna- cheating? It would be rape, I guess. It depends. No, I'd be, it's not rape if I'm like, yeah. Consensual, yeah. Okay. Do you think I would do the ghost? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Can we talk about that now? If that ever happens, either of us, we're cool. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's for research purposes, right? So. Yeah. For the podcast. If there's a ghost watching this. We got to do another podcast on sex with ghosts. Those are the best podcasts. Oh my gosh. Real or not real. Those people are my spirit animals. What's going on with Bonita there? She's got a bone. Hey. She's got a bunch of them. Okay, we're getting horny. How many bones are the in the human body? Can we read the story? Yep. Okay, this story's from summer. Oh, what a beautiful season. It is. Uh-oh. So I've always been, I guess, more aware of the paranormal. I've only seen something once, but I've always had the feeling that something was around. I've been diagnosed with mild paranoia, but part of me knows that it just always isn't that. The two stories that stick out to me, one of them happened when I was in around third grade, and I've always been curious and scared to know what it was. I used to live in Alaska, and around April time frame, it's starting to stay lighter for longer, and there was still snow on the ground. I remember waking up one morning. I don't know exactly what time it was, but I would guess it'd be around 2 to 3 a.m. I heard scratching under my bed, and someone began whispering my name. For context, I used to have a bed that was a little higher off the ground with shelves built into it. At the f- and at the foot of the bed, I had a small door that led to under the bed for additional storage or a little fort area for kids. Also like one of those three foot raised ones or something. Those are cool. I was one of those as a kid. I freaked out, of course, and ran into my parents' room to tell them what happened and that someone was under my bed. They brushed it off that it was just the cats and they sent me back to my room. On my way back to my room, I saw both of my cats sitting by the chair, by the stairs and uh, chalked it up to me being half asleep and maybe they were under my bed. I went back to bed and once again, the scratching started. Again, I heard my name again. I was too afraid to wake my parents up again, so I hid under my covers and ignored the scratching that happened once before everything went silent, once more before everything went silent. The next night, I woke up once again to the same sound, but this time I glanced out into the field behind my house, and I saw what I could only describe as a Grim Reaper-looking figure. Long cloak, hood pulled down low to hide their face, and a scythe held in its left hand. I was paralyzed in fear. I looked away only for a second to call my mom, and when I looked back, it was gone. I wanted to think that it was someone trying to scare people, but there was no trace of the figure. The field was completely open and I was standing about in the middle of the field. So no matter what way it went, you would have seen them running away. That was almost 20 years ago and I still remember it as clear as day. The next paranormal experience that I wanted to talk about today happened recently when I started watching Sam and Colby. 
After discovering them through you and Chris, I was watching their videos one night in my room and it sounded like something cracked in my room. I brushed it off and continued watching videos. The next day I went to open my blinds and the window had a small crack in it. I live on the third floor of my parents' uh, house. Selena, I can hear you breathing in the mic. <laughs> <laughs> It was distracting. Sorry. The next day I went to open my blinds and the window had a small crack. What were you just doing? Can you please explain to the listeners what you're doing? I don't think you were on video in that moment. No, I was just big. I just had You had a, your nose in the microphone. I was having a wrist. Okay. <laughs> Can you leave the microphone? I'm sorry. I love you so much. I love you. The next day I went to open my blinds and the window had a small crack in it. Fuck. I live... I live on the third floor of my parents. It was a bad. Uh, out with nothing that could have had hit the window around. It was a bad. I was, could be. Or me. I was freaked out, but only told my parents that it was cracked and went about my day. A few days ago, I went to open the blinds again because I could feel a lot of cold air coming through my window. I saw that window was off track as if someone was trying to remove the window. <gasps> it was Chester. The molester. Could have been that Grim Reaper again. It could have been the Grim. It could have been Monita. The Grim Reaper from her last story. Oh, it probably was. Part of me thought someone could have tried breaking in, but there isn't anything to stand on outside the window. There was death coming for her. <laughs> but Sam and Colby video was on, and they protected her because they have good boy power. Possibly. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm getting real zesty. I've I been sitting you. here for too long. I love you. Isn't anything to stand outside the window, and I uh, I live on the third floor. I told my stepdad, and he came to check it out. My parents have always told me that this house can't be haunted, but the moment he looked at the window, the first thing out of his mouth was, I wonder if it was a ghost. At first, I thought he was making fun of me, but the look on his face was completely serious. Side Sounds note. like someone's trying to get in there. Side note, as I've continued to watch your paranormal investigations, as well as Sam and Colby, I've realized that I may have a portal in my house. In the spare bathroom, there are two mirrors facing each other. Not good. I've always felt this house was haunted, but uh, we are the only people that uh, to ever live here in it. And I haven't really experienced much in this house besides a few creaks here and there until I started watching more paranormal investigation videos. I don't know what to think about the first experience I told you about, but as far as but as f as for now, I do believe that things are beginning to happen because I've opened myself back up to that. Something I haven't done in a very long time. If you read this on your podcast, I'd love to hear what you think. The grim figure could have been or what it means. So the first weird thing about this one is she's in Alaska. Yeah. So which that's is, like spooky in itself. That's spooky kinda, in itself. I don't know how populated your area was or if you just kind of like live like with like lots of distance in between you and your neighbors. You also have to remember too, houses don't have to be like houses can be haunted no matter how new they are. What was on the land? Yeah, 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 for you sure. You know, what have you created yourself opening yeah, up portals? The portal with the mirrors. But uh, the Grim Reaper in the field is creepy. That's really creepy. Obviously, it sounds like there's people around somewhere that could have possibly been faking that, but like it disappeared quick. Yeah, but like there's also like yeah. ritualistic things that could have went on, you know, historical yeah. things. Alaska just generally to me is like a spooky place. Yeah. But no, I would say, you know, you're very gifted in the things that like you see in here. But yeah, move those mirrors. Yeah. Move a mirror. Get those mirrors the heck out of from being across from each other. Uh, also, don't look in mirrors at night. Oh, yeah. That uh, that's a, a lot of people don't know. Don't look in the mirror at night. Especially don't study yourself in the mirror at night. Like you can have a light on and be in your bathroom at night, but not like yeah. in the dark. Don't look, don't look in a mirror in the dark. Okay. Okay. That's a rule. Good to know. Good to know. 
Okay. Thanks for that. Now we have one more story before we're going to call her a day. All right. All right. This is from Abby. Is this from your friend, Adam Taylor? No. No. Oh. This is a random Abby. <laughs> Hold on. Oh. Cramp. Demonic possession. Yeah, I think there's a demon in my guts. <laughs> Trying to work its way out. Man. Claw on its way down. The other night I ate too close before I went to bed. Everything's been wrong inside me since. Yeah. Taylor and I were racing home. Like I was driving like 150, trying not to poop in my new car <laughs> because I have the ventilated seats and you'd never get it out. And then I go screaming at Taylor. I'm like, cup your hands, cup your hands. Why are you going to get him to catch it? Well, I'm not going to be able to catch it. I'm steering. <laughs> what the fuck? You know, over. The, you know what the Where's truth? your shitting shack? Right? Where is my shitting shack, Adam? I don't know. We got to figure that shit out. All I know is Taylor's a true friend. Taylor, would you do that? Would you catch my poo? Yeah. See? No. He doesn't even. I wouldn't do that. Yeah. You're not an MVP. Yep. Yeah. Oh, okay. You're. I'm the MVP. Very much pooping. <laughs> <laughs> You mean much very pooping? Much very pooping. Okay. okay. Much very poop. Okay. Mucho, mucho poo poo, mucho mucho mucho. Okay. Okay. Right. How many times do I poo a day? A lot. It's not right. And I said it to my doctor, and he's like, "Has it been like this your whole life?" And I was like, "Yeah." And he's like, "Well, some people are like that. Some people have violent diarrhea and eleven anxious. times a You're day." You're an anxious person. That's why I poo a lot. <sighs> I had to poo right now. Yeah. I, I had to read five because pages. You're fucking stressing. I had to read five. <laughs> my ADHD, I have diagnosed severe ADHD. I've been sitting in one place for an hour. This is like going on a road trip with me. I'm melting. <laughs> I, I have to poop. I want a snack. I want to be cuddled. I don't want to have a nap. Oh, uh, you got a feather on your tit too. I threw I up. Yeah. Okay. I think it's a fuzz from the blanket. You're a fuzz from the blanket. Well, fucking save that ball. story for next week. What but what story? The one in your hand. No, because I sat up now and I'm sitting on my butthole in a different way and I don't feel like I have to poop as much. Okay. Read away. Can you imagine being like someone who's like an advertiser or something and they clue into the the podcast and they tip there and it's just me there being like, I'm haunted by shit demons. <laughs> <sighs> oh fuck, I love you. Sometimes I forget people listen to this. That's all right. They want to know the real you. Well, I could poop on camera because we know I poop in okay, real. You can't poop on camera. Okay, that's, that's definitely an ad issue. Shut up. <laughs> Read the story from our beautiful listener. This is from Abby. Abby, thank you for sending in your story. We appreciate it. Hi, Selena. Hey, Abby. Big fan. I love fans, especially the square box ones. Taylor's just having to... You okay no. over there? No, I appreciate you, Abby. And I'm excited to hear your story, okay? <laughs> I just Jeez. poked myself in the she eye. She talks about the shitting shack. She talks about the shitting shack? In the first couple sentences. Oh, my God. What is the coincidence Was that here? a psychic... Hold on, I gotta cross my legs. I can't think straight unless my legs are crossed because I'm small. Get up here. What? What? You can't think straight unless your legs are crossed because you're small. That was the sentence, wasn't it, bitch? Fucking undress that for me. What? I don't understand. Okay, so uh, have you ever seen them put metal in a potato? And they can turn <laughs> it. I've seen them put metal and in makes, you. And it makes them, <laughs> it makes electricity. Yeah, okay, yeah, and yeah. And it yeah, can yeah. power yeah. light bulb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I cross my legs, 
It's your wires touching? My wires touch. Doesn't touch enough in all the other millions of places? No, I feel off balance. So I cross okay, my do legs. Do you have to plug yourself in too? Um, it just, I'm feeling sturdy. Okay. Okay. And it makes uh, me not have restless legs. I can see you being sturdy. That can make you And then I better. just do this a little bit. Okay. Get your gyration going. Hi, Selena. Big fan. Funny story. I actually first saw you in your shitting chat TikTok and I fell in love before I even knew you were the spooky queen. Hey, that one's for you. That one's for you, Abby. I fell further in love with your vibe when I found out about your spiritual side because it helped me feel validated in a lot of my experiences. So I grew up in an extremely religious family with a dark kind of past, including severe mental illness in the women in my mom's side. Because of my family's beliefs, we were never allowed to talk about spirits that might still be here with us on earth. It always made my grandparents, aunts, uncles, and everyone incredibly uncomfortable. So we didn't. When I was about 10 or 11, my mom, who was to me the strongest woman I'd ever known, and I was sure wouldn't be affected by my family's rapid decline in sanity, I was wrong. She began telling me stories of the paranormal things she had witnessed around herself, around my great-grandmother, and around me. When she told me this, it made sense because I too had seen, heard, and felt that people were there, specifically a man with a hollow face and empty eyes. And when I mentioned it to anyone, I was always told it was my imagination or that I was making it up. But here I was an 11 year old girl being told by my mother of all people that it wasn't in my head. I was baffled. However, at this point, things started to change for the worse. My mother was completely convinced that this entity was God because that's what it told her. But there was something not right about her God. I started noticing that shortly after her, her encounters with this entity, horrible things would happen. I can't go into much detail because they just aren't my traumas, but there was one instance where I remember walking into a room and my mother was talking to someone, almost like she was praying, but also like she was being answered immediately. Three days later, the man that she was engaged to showed up to a slumber party my mom was dropping me off at for my softball team, acting completely unlike himself and screaming at my mother. When my friend's stepfather intervened trying to protect my mother, he was stabbed by my almost stepdad 13 times in the chest. My mom has since been diagnosed with countless amounts of mental disabilities, including schizophrenia, all before she was 40, and continues to have conversations with her God. The last conversation she told me about was actually rather scary and affected me and my daughter in a rather extreme way. Last year, sometime in August, I got a call from my mother while she was in the car with my daughter. I had her on speaker because I was driving and she told me that God told her he wanted to break me and that my demons were being sent to kill me. She also said that her clock was reading 666, which is impossible, so I ignorantly wrote it off as a schizophrenic delusion and hung up before she could further scare my two-year-old daughter. Three months later, my longtime boyfriend and I got into a huge fight, so I decided my daughter and I needed to go home for the night. I didn't have my car because he had picked us up earlier that day and he was driving us home. He drove us straight into the side of a mountain at 45 miles per hour. He was 100% fine. I had a few bumps and bruises, but for the most part, I was fine. But my two-year-old daughter ended up with a skull fracture, causing cranial bleeding and seizures. Honestly, nobody thought she would make it. But while I was clutching her hand and crying my eyes out for three weeks we had spent in the ICU over Christmas, 
I started thinking about that phone call with my mother. I honestly believe that this entity may have either missed his mark or intended to break me through the love of my daughter and fear of losing her. Since then, my daughter has recovered and has mentioned seeing and hearing a man similar to the description. I, the description I would give my mother when I was younger, who tells her to do things and she says she's scared to do. She won't sleep in her bed anymore, which I understand is common for a three-year-old, but for mine, it's strange. Before the accident, she really loved, she really enjoyed her alone time, and now she seems scared of it. I would love to say it's just her imagination, but when she says he's around, we have lights that flicker, light up toothbrushes, go on for no reason, and the TV will turn on and off, and things fly off the counters. I've saged, I've tried cleansing rituals, and I've reached out to mediums trying to ridge this attachment from my family before it seriously hurts someone again. So if you have any advice or resources you could share, I would greatly, greatly appreciate it. I, especially since telling the story, is sure to piss him off. I just felt that it was time for someone to hear it. And like I said before, your videos make me feel validated and genuinely feel like we're like-minded souls. And knowing that there's kindred spirits out there gives me a little bit more confidence in my battle. First of all, wow! I want to say to you, I'm very sorry about your daughter and her car accident. And that's very sad. And I apologize that you had to go like through tears. any of this. Whether it's paranormal or not, I'm so sorry about your situation. Um, Let's unpack but this. But <clears throat> unpacking that is, um, like, there's definitely some... Like, we'll talk about the link of schizophrenia. Yeah, so shamans in the rainforest, probably everywhere, but the, the main story I heard this from is um, like shamans in the rainforest will have schizophrenics as their priests. So schizophrenics in different cultures other than the Western world are looked at as very, very powerful and very important people because schizophrenia is in their eyes and what I also tend to agree with this after seeing so much over the years and researching so much to do with psychedelics, um, not just that, but like the paranormal and tapping into entities and ghosts and other people is schizophrenia is actually a gift. Which is, is a hard thing to say because it's so paralyzing for yes. so many people. But, but in West, those worlds. The Western world tries to drug you out of it instead of where- Which makes things where, worse sometimes, I think. Yeah, it can like, you, you, well, we're- telling you that you're something's wrong with you but really you're just open to those other things and in being open to that you want to be involved with a culture that's going to help you learn how to control it and live with it and in our society and it sounds like in your mom's situation we don't get taught how to live with and control this and this easily i don't want to say this is a sure thing but in it like a thought to me is yes your mom could absolutely be attached on or talking to or involved with something a little darker. Well, the way that she talks about it is on her mother's side of the family, all the women have this mental illness happen, this schizophrenia yeah. that seems to be passed down throughout the yeah. people. So let's say this, the women on that side of your family aren't passing down a mental illness. They're passing down a psychic ability yeah. that they have not been taught to or, or realized in themselves to try and hone, control, and stay safe with. Like, obviously, you know, schizophrenia is a really real thing. This is just one way to look at it. 
Yeah. But what, what I see here, my opinion of this is somewhere along the line, either it is an illness that is strictly an illness or some kind of energy was picked up. And, you know, it's, it's almost like when we talked about earlier, like alcoholism runs through a family, everything until there's one person that like really decides to break the cycle. Now, what takes it away from being a mental illness and turns it into something that's obviously very paranormal is the fact that your daughter, without being told the stories, is telling the same stories you did as you were younger. Your mother seems to see the same person that you're talking to. So this seems like something that got picked up dark and around your family. And like, the weird thing is I would kind of look deeply into exorcisms. Like I know this is, that's a really big step to take, but there are people out there that really do connect with this, especially if you have like really, really, really like definite proof. Like if you can get some hard, really big proof like that, which is hard to do, you can actually tap into like churches and stuff like that. I know religion is, is, is hard for your family because you grew up in a really religious situation. But again, I feel like sometimes that's when those dark entities and like that click in because they know you're going to believe. Yeah. And when you're looking for somebody like this to help you, don't just settle on the first person don't that comes Craigslist. over and don't just, you know, if you don't feel right or comfortable with the person, don't feel wrong just saying, okay, thanks for your help. We've got everything we need here. Or, um, you know, you don't have to say you're going to try somebody else, but just kind of somehow get out of the situation. I'm a huge advocate. It's almost like backyard breeding dogs. There's so many Craigslist psychics that are just going to come in and they're going to stir up things. So sometimes you need to look into like, you know, you really the Ed and Lorraine someone. Warrens. Look into, honestly, a church, maybe with like an elder who's who's really educated in this. Um, do some Do some stuff on your own too. Some research into this stuff so that when you're talking to somebody that you want to get to help you, you can make a read of your own on them. Yeah. I, I just think that this sounds like something that really, really does need to have like some urgency when trying to find help. I don't know if I can think of any resources myself at this time, but like, again, you know, being, it being so tied in with mental illness, sometimes attacking it with medications can really help, but I feel like but spiritually, just, this is something. Just understanding it too. And knowing kind of some of the things we've talked about, and then you can you can research deeper yourself. A lot of the times, understanding a situation and knowing the complexities behind it can put you at ease and and help you find other paths to help kind of reconcile this. And yeah, you have a very you have a very big bag to carry, but the fact that you're already interested and in, in looking for help probably seems like a, a really big step that no one else has really taken. So. I feel like that's a, a really good close to our podcast, but I, I definitely, Abby, want to wish you, wish you lots of love. And I hope you do send us lots of updates because that was yeah, scary, but enjoying that. to hear about for sure. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll tag your email in our email. So if you pop in with an update in the future, we'll see it come through. All right. Well, guys, that concludes another episode of the Haunted Estate. Don't forget. Okay. Life is weird. Okay. We can, yep. we can say that. Um, sometimes it's hard. Sometimes it's good, but it's better when you're here. Also, I do have my book out. I hope that you love it. If you haven't checked it out, please do. We're in the middle of recording the audio for it. And we love your stories. The so, last of the Halloween kits too. That won't oh be up yeah. for very much longer. Guys, not very much longer. The last of the Halloween kits, um, the Ouija board collection. It is on beautyxboo.com. Um, you can head over to selinaspookyboo.com for merch, the Haunted Estate merch, which looks sick. Um, and lots is coming to my YouTube channel. So please head over there. We're kind of having a big metamorphosis over there. So I love you guys and we will see you next week. See ya. Mm -hmm.
Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.